Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 63rd Annual Convention of the Florida Council of the Blind. Once again, I remind you this convention is dedicated to the faithful, unending, from the heart service of our own Miss Sally Benjamin, who is retiring, but not out of a job because we're going to keep her busy. Um, if you would all stand, those of you who are able, uh, who are not able to stand, may do so from their seats. We're going to salute the flag. It is on your left in the corner up here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Uh, we need to do the uh, invocation and then the roll call, but I'm not sure we're in a position... And just so she's not forgotten and everybody hears her voice, and because she prays from the heart, our invocation will be given by Mrs. Sally Benjamin. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for waking us up this morning and for making us whole one more time. We just pray that you would be with us during this meeting. Help us all to be patient with each other. Help us to love each other. But help us to have fun, too. I pray that we will make good decisions for FCB, and you will help us to always remember that you are the first one who made FCB, who made us, who creates everything. We thank you so much for all the blessings you give us. It's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I wasn't, is this better? Okay, sorry. I was trying to be good and not be too loud. Okay, what, Are, can we start the roll yes, call? Yes, we're going to do the roll call now. Okay, Broward, Here. Clay, Here. Greater Miami, Greater Orlando, Here. Here. Halifax, Here. Jacksonville, Here. Manatee, Here. Miami Beach, Here. Miami Metro, Here. <laughs> Palm Beach, Here. Pensacola, Here. Um, Pinellas, Here. Here. Sarasota, Here. <laughs> Southwest, Here. Tallahassee, Tampa, gosh, uh, lost my place, Venice, BRLF, uh-oh, BRLF, you're not here? Okay, CCTB, CCTB, okay. FCCLV, GDUF, RSVF, at large members. Here. President. I'm here. Oh, that's a good thing. 
First vice president. Here. Second vice president. <laughs> I hope so. Um, secretary. Oh, she's not here. Sorry. Uh, treasurer. Membership secretary here. Immediate past president. Okay, that completes the roll call, Mr. President. Thank you. I think you all noticed from the roll call and through the weekend we've missed the um, bubbling, laughing, jovial personality of our recording secretary. I'd like all of you to take a moment of silent prayer in support of Debbie Dryley and her family as they deal with the recent passing of Debbie's father. She was up in Alabama for a memorial service just a couple of days ago. She's helping her mother adjust, but uh, she lost her father about uh, three weeks ago. So just a moment of silence. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> The first thing we're going hotel has turned the microphones down. We'll be back momentarily when they get them turned back up. So stay tuned to the stream.
You want a wireless mic? I got a wireless one here. You want it? Yeah, I guess I need to do something like that. Okay. Yours is sent into your board, right? Where are you at? Right here. Oh, excuse me, John. Where are you? I'm uh, coming towards you. Thank you, John. I'm right here. Okay. Okay, thank you. Hello? Okay, can you hear me? <clears throat> I want you all to give John Richards a big round of applause. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the next thing I want to do is get uh, the minutes from the 2015 convention. Um, in absence of our recording secretary, um, those minutes were distributed. Yes. I'd like to move that we accept the minutes as mailed. Paul, uh, Doug Hall has moved the minutes be accepted as mailed. Is there a second? Paul Edwards seconded it. All right. Call the question or any discussion. Any discussion? Yeah. Sheila, do you want me to have, do, do we need to read the minutes? Uh, over a month ago. <clears throat> okay. All those in favor? Opposed. Thank you. The minutes are approved. Treasurer's report. Linda Jacobson. Okay. All right, we're going to do the, the Treasurer's Report during Budget and Finance Committee report. <clears throat> um, I have an announcement which you will all... This is still not on. Hello? Um, no, the, the other mic. Um, I want to provide an announcement that will satisfy all of you, I hope. Check out... Late checkout has been granted to everybody in the room till 1 p.m.? 1 p.m. What? Okay. Um, let me look at my notes next. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll move into my president's report, which is only going to be two hours and 40 minutes this, this trip. Um, I, want to, I want to start by telling you that uh, FCB is in a good financial position this year um, as a result of business transactions last year. Um, the market is, is okay. It's not great, but our investment account is in good shape. Um, we do have a mortgage um, from the Pensacola real estate that is giving us income every year. Uh, the mortgage is being paid monthly on time, um, and so that gives us some income. And we did very good with fundraising this past year. Um, so we will have fundraising reports from our various committees and components, but um, economically, I think things are in, in good shape. 
from a business perspective, um, FCB has been busy. Uh, my administration has had its challenges. Um, we hired a new CPA and a new bookkeeper after the passing of our longtime CPA, Andy Cassanity. Uh, um, we have filled the both positions, as I reported at the board meeting last year. Our bookkeeper, Pam Kiesel, and the treasurer are shaking hands regularly and doing well. Um, the accountant performed our first uh, filings well, and things are, are moving along very strongly. Um, our challenges continue, though, uh, as we've announced in the White Cane Bulletin recently and on the listserv, um, and as you've heard repeatedly this weekend, Sowie Benjamin has worked tirelessly and exhaustively for FCB for the past 11 years as its administrative assistant and the Project Insight Coordinator. Give her a round of applause. I heard that it took her until this morning to dry those tears from last night. Um, in any event, uh, we, uh, with her re on the upcoming retirement, there you go. Anyway, we, we have advertised in the White Cane Bulletin. We are looking for um, a, a new uh, Mrs. Benjamin. They're tough shoes to fill. Uh, there are many qualified uh, members out there who are capable of doing this job and have the, the necessary skills. The notice is in the White Cane Bulletin. Anybody that wants a copy of the notice will be glad to send it to them. Uh, I'm the one that you should submit your resume to if you're interested in the position. We will be conducting interviews over the next several weeks and make a decision through the selection committee and executive committee <clears throat> with respect to filling the position. It will not be an easy task. But I encourage all of you to um, search the ranks and send all qualified individuals to apply. Um, we have been busy. Uh, we had nine representatives in Washington in March, um, not all paid for by FCB, so don't panic. <clears throat> but we did have nine people uh, participating in our legislative delegation from FCB. Um, we walked the halls of the House and Senate members, um, met with their aides in a couple of instances. We met with Congressman were women directly. Um, I want to thank those who represented us at the uh, legislative delegation <clears throat> in Washington. We worked hard. We uh, were busy, but I think we actually accomplished um, something positive. The legislative imperatives that we covered included ratification of the Marrakesh Treaty. Um, the durable medical equipment uh, demonstration project for large print and vision impaired uh, equipment. <clears throat> the Ann 
the Alice Cogswell and Sullivan Macy Act, which deals with special education uh, being modernized and updated to the 21st century, and <clears throat> equally important, uh, lobbying to get Congress to strongly urge the Department of Justice to uh, promulgate long-needed regulations with respect to access to the internet and the implementation of the ADA with respect to there too. <clears throat> Unfortunately, with respect to the latter issue, we will be bringing a resolution before you this morning, uh, later in the meeting, but I will tell you that in response for our plea for Office of Management and Budget to direct DOJ to get those uh, regulations implemented. They have put out another request for rulemaking and comments to further delay uh, implementation, promulgation and implementation of such regulations. It has been more than six years of ongoing delay. These regulations are badly needed to bring uniformity. Uh, I pledge to work with FCB and ACB um, in, the, in the upcoming years, if, if elected as your president again, or as an FCB member, to see that we cooperate with ACB and work to see that those regulations become a reality. Um, the Marrakesh Treaty was another thing that we lobbied for. That treaty is designed, ratification of it is designed to let the United States participate in accessible material sharing uh, on an international basis from country to country. <clears throat> in, in essence, <coughs> excuse me, in essence, expanding the impact and reach of the copyright um, waiver that now exists in this country for materials that are put into Braille or other alternative format, accessible alternative format. Um, there is a hearing to be scheduled or has already been scheduled once and rescheduled in the Senate for that ratification. Uh, I expect uh, and am hopeful that this will happen in the near future. We have been busy, as we reported at yesterday's opening session, uh, throughout the year working on the front of voting uh, access. There is much that has been done. There is still much to do. As I have encouraged all of you regularly in my monthly columns, in the bi-monthly columns in the White Cane Bulletin, um, you all do, can, and do make a difference with your advocacy efforts. We need all of our members to reach out to their supervisors and assist in seeing that those counties that have not yet updated and modernized their voting equipment do so and do so quickly. Uh, we need to explore and expand accessibility with respect to absentee ballots, with respect to sample ballots, with respect to precinct accessibility, and with respect to needed 
poll worker training, um, which still remains a problem. Uh, I think great strides have been made with respect to voter access, and am pleased to stand before you and, and say that. Um, we are moving very proudly to the next segment of our advocacy and, and cooperation, and I expect more positive results in the upcoming future. I think that was well demonstrated <clears throat> by the presence at this convention and participation and sponsorship of elections, systems, and software at our convention, and I want to give our gold sponsor ES&S a big hand. I called, I asked, and they came, and they came in spades. They sent three voting machines here. They sent three workers to man those machines, and they sent a senior vice president to participate in our panel, and they provided monetary support. We can't ask for more than that. I want to thank my first vice president for the work that he has done in securing sponsorships for this convention. I think that we're in a, an incredibly grateful position to have had sponsorships for this convention from ESNS, from Envision America, from Vanda Pharmaceuticals, from the Greater Orlando Council of the Blind, from the Tallahassee Council of the Blind, from the Southwest Council of the Blind, and from two other local chapters. I thank you all for your, your help and assistance. Without it, the convention couldn't be what it is today. Um, for, if somebody, hold on a second. Uh, we have a little logistical issue. I'm sorry for the interruption. Someone left a biohazard uh, materials bag in the anchor room. Um, hotel staff is not allowed to handle that merchandise. We need to know who it was that left it there so that they can assist us in getting the materials uh, properly disposed of. If you might have left a hazardous bag, uh, would you please raise your hand? Thank you. <clears throat> okay. Um, without belaboring the point, reminding you that I, I have tried to be available to members to answer questions, to have dialogue with them during my administration, uh, it's been a pleasure to serve uh, this organization as its president for the last two years. Um, there is much to be done. There is much that has been, but there is still much to do. So anything and everything that we can, we can work on to make life better for Floridians who are blind or have low vision, um, we must continue to move forward. Thank you.
Uh, I, the next thing I want to do is some thank yous. Um, we will, of course, um, do um, appropriate thank yous resolutions when we get there. Um, but I, I wanted to call out a, a couple of special thank yous on, in addition to the sponsors that I, I mentioned. Um, Paul Kurtz, um, I don't know how many of you noticed, I hope all of you noticed, the shampoo, cream rinse, uh, and other hand lotion products that were in your room. Those products had Braille um, on their uh, tubes uh, and were identifiable by those of us who were able to read Braille um, as a result of, of those markings. This product was first discovered at a hotel uh, using those products uh, when we attended the fishing tournament a couple of years ago uh, over in Cape Coral. Um, we showed those products at one of the BRLF meetings. Paul Kurtz jumped on those products and how great they are and got in touch with the manufacturer and all of you as a result of ongoing cooperation between Paul, Mikey Wiseman, this hotel, saw those products in your room. That's a tremendous step forward and I want to thank Paul Kurtz for seeing that we have moved forward in getting these products distributed. We ask all of you to continue to take, take bottles of these products with you. I have more samples up here at the TED table if you want to come up after the meeting and take a couple samples with you to show hotels when you travel. Get to the um, hotel sales staff and let them know that these products are out there, they're available on the open market, they can be purchased, and hotels are purchasing them and using them for their blind and visually impaired customers. And I want to give Paul Kurtz a special thank you for making this happen. I want to give special thanks to Sarah Conrad. She's not here this morning. She's catching her plane to her parents' home for some R&R, &R, much needed and much deserved. But there's not many that I know that would move from final exams in law school directly without stopping and without passing go to an FCB convention to work very hard while here. And Sarah did all that, gave us an incredible presentation last night along with her assistance in making this convention successful. So let's give a round of applause to Sarah. Is Miss Energy Bunny herself, Leslie Spoon, in the room? I want to tell you all that Dan and Leslie Spoon are incredibly gracious, kind, generous members of our organization and very hardworking. I also want to tell you that Leslie Spoon never quits. And she put on a great silent auction last night. She worked very hard to see it happen, to see that FCB 
uh, had the benefit of her fundraising efforts. They're exhausting, those, those efforts. And she puts her heart into every project that she gets involved in. And I just wanted this group to thank her for her help with the auction, her help cap as captain of the Florida Hurricanes walk team for the Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk, and for all the things that she does to make FCB economically uh, operate in the black. Thank you, Leslie. I could go on all day with thank yous, but uh, I'm going to just take a minute to say that I have a co hotel coordinator that absolutely rocks. <laughs> Not only does he answer phone calls at one in the morning, which I don't recommend or advise. Um, he wasn't? No, I checked him out. Ooh. I don't think I want to explore that one. <laughs> um, he has, beyond a shadow of anyone's doubt, been there, done that, and then some, not four hours a day, not 12 hours a day, but 24 hours a day. And this convention has been absolutely incredible. He solves the problems. He doesn't come to me before the problems are solved, but he keeps me extremely well informed. And that helps me succeed in standing up here and communicating effectively and having our convention move forward. There are not adequate words to thank Mikey Wiseman for a great job. Mikey! Poor Mikey missed all that. All right, the um, next thing that I have on the agenda is committee reports. Uh, we're going to have committee reports from those committees that um, feel it's uh, appropriate or necessary to give a report. Um, I ask you to come to the microphone up here. We do have a wireless mic operational, uh, John. It's here if you need, if you would prefer a wireless mic, we can have it brought to you. Um, who's going to give the awards committee report? Sheila, are you able, Sheila, are you, are you able to do that, Sheila? Okay, do you want the wireless mic? You're going to come up here. I got it. Good morning, everybody. I've almost got my voice back, so you're in trouble. <clears throat> On behalf of William, the awards committee, I will tell you who received our awards this year. The Dolly Gamble Award went to Paloma Rambano. <clears throat> the um, R. Henry P. Johnson went to 
Kathy Milliken, and the legislative went to Orange County election, Supervisor of Elections, Bill Cowles. The Presidential Special Award went to Mikey Wiseman. Thank you to the awards committee. Okay, on behalf of Education and Leadership, I want to thank my committee. I've got a very hard-working committee. Um, the, I've got one. Uh, the Timothy Turpin went to Michael Jake Bozer. The um, Teresa Blessings went to Lily Brooks Griffiths. And our Gail M. Krause Edwards went to Larry Schneider. Um, all three of them were able to attend the awards banquet, and we were delighted to be able to meet them and visit with them and hear from them, and I think we made some very good choices this year. Thank you to the committee, and congratulations to the winners. Thank you. Um, Mikey Wiseman has now walked back in the room, so let's just give him one more round of applause. I, I won't repeat all of my uh, accolades, but you can all tell him later individually, one by one, what I had to say. Um, you did. <laughs> um, Doug, do you have a report? Okay, Access has no report. Archives, John? Yes. You have a report? Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, a brief report. Do you have a mic or do you need one? Yeah. Yes, I do. Which question is that answering? Yeah, I have one. Here recently, a lot of chapters have been asking for their bylaws, and um, Silent Miller has the uh, paper. Uh, the cabinet that houses the uh, everything paper that we have in archives. Okay, and we also, I don't know, my voice don't care. Is that louder? I can't talk as loud as Sheila can. No one can. So uh, anyway, uh, we have some things on the digital file cabinet, and we uh, apparently have not had some of the uh, bylaws that people have been at and their charters that they've been asking for. And Debbie Dryley has been sending us everything that she gets. So what I want you to do in your chapters is basically go home. Uh, if you can, talk to people that's been presidents and secretaries and stuff in your chapters and see if they have copies of this stuff and we don't have it in archives. Uh, and a lot of you, that if you can get hold of your your um, organizational material in your chapter, we need it for archives because a lot of it we don't have. And I understand when people die, a lot of times their relatives throw that stuff away. And that may be the case, and that's beyond your control. But um, look into it if you can and, and get to us what you can, and it will help us out where we can 
we can archive this stuff, and when somebody requests it, we'll have it. Instead of saying, no, we don't have it, and then they say, well, what are you doing? You're supposed to archive this stuff. Well, if we don't have it to archive, we can't do it. So that's basically my report. Thank you. Uh, I want everybody to know that I reached out to the archives um, treasure chest uh, a couple weeks ago after two very frustrating committee meetings when committee members thought that they could out-talk me to get their position through and uh, talk over me. Hence, I'm holding in my hand a gavel from 1975. I know we're not going to have any disruptive, socially inappropriate behavior, but if you Somebody gets a little carried away. I have a gavel. And it's from the archives. It's from the president in 1975. It's carved on one side, FCB. There's a little plaque on the other side that says, for the incoming president in 1975, it was made by one of our then members. So, archives does come through. Thank you. I'm pleased to now move to the budget and finance. Uh, let's, um, I guess we'll approve all the reports except for budget and finance collectively at the end of the meeting, at the end of the reports. Um, but let's go to budget and finance now. Our treasurer, Linda Jacobson. Do you need me to get my stuff out of the way? I guess you do. Okay, there are copies of the budget and finance uh, report up here on the table, large print and braille. Um, the, the okay, um, the report that I'm going to give is from um, March 31st, 2000. Or, uh, yeah, at from July of. 2015 to March of 2016, um, because that's the numbers I've got. Okay, um, this is kind of an overall um, idea of how the organization is doing. I'm going to tell you the assets, the current assets that we have in the checking savings account. The Chase DHSMV account has 7000 uh, $79. The Chase operating account has 17595 And our Merrill Lynch account at this point has 332, $332,190. The total checking savings um, and Merrill account is 356864 um, other current assets is um, the Pensacola mortgage, and that mortgage is for $65,758,000. Um, $66,339 was the original, um, was for the original mortgage. 
Um, total other current assets is 65,758. Total current um, total current assets is 422,622. Um, fixed assets, um, let's see. Um, this is furniture and equipment. It's $900. That's the, the computer that we just recently purchased. Um, fixed assets, okay. Um, total assets is 423622 $423,622, okay? So that's kind of an overview of, of um, what we've got in our, in our accounts. Okay, now I'm going to go into the budget, and this is the 2016-17 uh, Florida Council of the Blind budget, um, convention budget. Okay, this would be from the, I'm going to first give you a description, and then I'm going to give you the amount um, that we currently have uh, done for that activity. And then I'm going to give you the proposed budget amount. Okay. Um, the first category is ordinary income slash expenses. The income is for fundraising. We're going to start with fundraising. ACB Walk this last year brought in $8,405. And this for this next year we're budgeting $6,000. Um, Darden, who's been a good sponsor in the past, we received $655 but are budgeting nothing because those funds have um, pretty much gone away. Uh, donations, we've received up to this point $841. We're budgeting $1,500. Okay, fishing tournament. Um, we brought in $3,075, and we're budgeting $5,000. Golf ball drop, we brought in $3,577, and we're budgeting $4,500. Um, okay. Some of these... Um, some of these numbers aren't complete, um, as you'll see when Mike gives his report later. Um, I, the activity has happened, but it happened in April and is not being reported on this. Um, MMS, we brought in $3,227. We're budgeting $5,000, or we're recommending that we budget $5,000. Okay, Siemens, we brought in $1,750. We're budgeting 1500 for next year. Um, okay, and then I've got a total fundraising um, line, which totals up to 22532 that we brought in, and the total budgeted amount would be $23,500. And I, I kind of wanted to tell you that, that this is not the format that I've been using in the past. This is the new bookkeeper's format, so it's taken me a little bit of time to get accustomed to, to how she does things, and I'm sure she's doing it the proper way. I wasn't doing it right initially, <laughs> but I'm not a bookkeeper, so. Um, okay, 
um, income accounts. Okay, we had chapter assessments. We brought in $2,191. We're budgeting $2,000 for next year. Um, uh, uh, chapter dues, we're, we brought in $4,512. We're budgeting $4,500 for next year. Convention, as you'll see here, we only the, the line here has $126. Um, a lot more that has happened than that. But this is just up to March. Um, and so we're budgeting 17000 for next year's convention. Um, convention sponsorship, we brought in so far, as of March, $250. We're budgeting $2,000. Um, a state of uh, Florida, those are the DHSMV funds. Last year, we brought in $2,582. We're budgeting $3,000. Um, the mortgage, the amount that, of income that we received from the mortgage last year was $2,203. Um, we bring, we'll bring in $5,184 this next year. So these total um, income accounts would be $11,865 and budgeting $33,684. Um, miscellaneous is $53. Okay. Um, so the total from that is 34000 Yeah, 34000 This is totaling all incomes. I'm sorry. $34,451, and the budgeted amount is 56184 Okay, is there any questions about our income? All right, good. I'm putting everybody to sleep, so, so when we get to the expense side, you won't question me, okay? <laughs> okay, um, this, this is the... Yeah. This is Katie Lear. Uh -huh. I'm from Daytona, and I'm a blonde, so I can ask this question. Linda, what do we mean by mortgage? Mary and I are sitting here wondering, and she won't ask the question. So. <laughs> I threw her under the bus. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'll let Jim tell you. Last year, uh, the Pensacola Council of the Blind, Escambia County, um, <clears throat> turned over uh, a piece of real estate to the Florida Council of the Blind, which had been their chapter's headquarters, meeting place. Um, it was bankrupting the chapter. Um, it was difficult to keep the property up. It was a very heavy expense. <clears throat> the decision was made after the property was turned over to the council to sell the property and when we sold the property, we took back a mortgage, which is a crew, which is paying interest at a very significant rate, which is our income, and that mortgage is being paid off by the purchasers of the property. I think it's fifteen. Yeah, I believe it. One more question. 
Okay, Linda, uh, thirty-four thousand something versus fifty-six thousand dollars. That's a um, twenty-two thousand plus a little bit difference. Um, my question is: Is this difference because you've seen what we've pulled in in April, even though it's not in the report, so you know that we can budget a little more because of what we're producing in terms of income? Okay, a big uh, yes. Uh, yeah, but a big part of that is convention. As you saw, we budgeted $17,000. There's a huge amount of money that goes in and out in, um, during convention, and that's not even part of this report. Um, if you want a copy, I've got them up here, and there is a separate part of it, which is a convention report from last year, so you can kind of see the activity that happens during convention, okay? All right. Um, okay, the expense side. Okay, um, accountant fees. Um, so far, this fiscal year, we've paid the accountant twelve hundred dollars. Budgeted is twenty four. Um, the CPA, we paid eight hundred dollars. We're budgeting eleven hundred. Um, so a total accountant fees would be. Um, so far, two thousand, but budgeting thirty-five hundred. Um, administrative wages, uh, ten thousand six hundred and sixty six hundred and thirty-seven, budgeting thirteen thousand five hundred. Um, FCB convention, um, four hundred and seven, but budgeting eighteen hundred. Okay, um, let's see. Fundraising expense, uh, the fishing tournament, um, it was $2,013, budgeting $2,000 for next year. Golf ball drop, $790, um, budgeting $1,500. Raffle, $544, budgeting $2,000. Um, other fundraising, zero but budgeting 500 for any other fundraising expense that might come up. Um, total fundraising expenses are $3,347. Um, we're budgeting for $6,000 under that category. Um, okay, general and administrative. Um, we have the board meeting last year in October. It cost us $4,000. $829, so we're budgeting $5,000 for next year. Um, FCB streaming and equipment, um, last year we spent $100, we're budgeting $600 because of a request for Olympus recorders. Um, insurance, uh, we spent $1,300, um, yeah, $1,300, $394. Okay, we're budgeting uh, $1,300 for next year. Non-capital equipment, uh, 75 and zero. Office supplies, 132, we're budgeting 150. Registration fees, 75, 75. Um, rent mailbox, 164, we're budgeting the same. Telephone. So far this year, $351, budgeting $500. Um, let's see what this is. 
uh, uh, oh, computer and computer and internet expenses. This is our CenturyLink bill, um, $773, budgeting $1,000. Uh, White Cane Bulletin, um, we didn't spend anything on White Cane Bulletin this last year, but we're budgeting $600. Um, web Expense, so far $2,250, budgeting $3,000. Uh, total general and administrative is $10,000, $10,074, and we're budgeting for $12,389. Um, okay, these, are, um, these aren't under a category. There's just the remainder of our expenses for this last year. Legal fees, we uh, dealing with this Pensacola property, um, we had $325. We don't expect legal fees this year, zero. Um, membership drive, $119. We're budgeting zero. Miscellaneous expenses, we spent 40, and we're budgeting for uh, $2,500. It's just a cushion. We don't, I don't know, we don't have any idea, but it will, you know, we've got it there if we need it. Uh, seminars, ACB legislative seminar. Um, I've got that we spent $600 and we're budgeting for $3,750. Um, some of those legislative expenses are in, are, uh, occurred in April. Uh, state legislative seminar, and as was pointed out in the Budget and Finance Committee, I think I got this uh, involved with the ACB Expenses, it says $1,868. I think that ended up being um, um, ACB legislative. And uh, we're budgeting $750. Total seminars, $2,468. And budgeting $4,500. Um, ACB membership dues. Um, that's another thing we paid, but it, it shows zero, but it was paid in April. And it's always the same, 3125 each year. Um, ACB donation and raffle, um, we haven't paid that yet, but it's in, it was in last year's budget. We expect it to be uh, $1,200. Yeah, $1,200. Okay. Uh, ACB Angel Fund for a Patty Land. This was requested, and we didn't. Um, we budgeted $250 for that. Office, officer expenses. Um, we didn't spend anything, but are budgeting a thousand. Uh, committee expenses. We didn't expend anything, but are budgeting a thousand. Braille challenge. We didn't do anything last year, but are budgeting 500. Scholarship. Um, uh, again, it shows zero, but that's because we just paid these people $4,000. We're budgeting. Uh, top dog, um, it's zero, and then $1,000 we've, uh, we've agreed to spend this year. So total expenses are $29,434, and we're budgeting $72,464. Net ordinary 
uh, where, where are we? Net ordinary income, um, 5,016. 5, I don't know what that is. Uh, other income, other income slash expense. Um, other income, investment gains and losses. I'm showing a negative number, but that was because of when this was um, recorded. We're budgeting that our in, um, Merrill Lynch account will bring in $12,000. So, um, let's see. Uh, chapter dissolution. Um, this was a return of an insurance payment, and we got $1,875. Um, return payments, these are when, when checks, um, checks aren't cashed. Uh, so it's, that's $2,900. A lot of those have been reissued, but nevertheless, it, it shows that some of them came back. Um, total other income is $4,782. Total other income is $1,172. Okay. Um, other expenses, um, other expense, okay, I don't show any other expense. So total, okay, sorry, okay. That's, that's it for that. <laughs> okay, um, net other income, and it's, it, uh, again, $1,172 net. I'm skipping. Net income, 6,186. Okay. So, where is my total here? I lost it. Total expense, where did I? Total expense was like 72,000, I think. And the, the budget, no, was 68, was about 68,000, and we're budgeting for 72. So we're still off, but um, we're doing so much better. I really appreciate everybody's help and assistance in, um, you know, getting us to this point. So it's not a balanced budget, but we're, we're, we're coming much closer. So. Um, you move your report? I move my report. <laughs> Second by Doug Hall. Any questions? Further discussion? Question? Was that Greg? White Cane Bulletin Editor is asking a question? Go ahead, Greg. I'm just curious what that money could be used for. I can answer that. Um, it's not in your slush fund. Unfortunately, that's an, a budgeted item for printing costs and mailing. Um, right now, we don't pay for printing. It's done on a voluntary basis, but we don't anticipate that uh, to last forever, so we keep it in the budget. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. You'll have to look elsewhere, Greg. Anything else? Okay. That being said, I call the question. All those in favor? 
Thank you very much. Our workshops Friday morning are working. We had interested folks show up and spend an hour discussing and chewing over this budget, and it does make the process so much easier on Sunday morning. We'll do it again next year, I'm sure. Um, the next thing we have is Constitution and Bylaws. Uh, our Constitution and Bylaws Chair, Debbie Dryley, is not here, as I indicated earlier. We did mail the convention call uh, prior to the convention as required by, the, by our documents. And in the convention call, there was an amendment to the FCB Constitution that we will vote on now. I will read it twice. The amendment is to Article 11 of the Constitution. We renumbered Article 11 to Article 11, subsection A. All we changed in subsection A was the letter, adding the letter A in parentheses. That section reads, in the absence of provisions in the Constitution, bylaws, and policy manual, all procedures of FCB shall be governed by the latest revision of Robert's Rules of Order. We added to Article 11, subsection B. Subsection B would, would read, if adopted, all officers, members of the Board of Directors, committee chairs, committee members, White Cane Bulletin editor, that's Greg, editors, employees, and independent contractors of FCB must agree to and comply with the organization's conflict of interest policy as stated in the policy manual. That is the language. I will read it one more time. Uh, we added the letter A to Article 11. So su Article A, subsection, Article 11, subsection A reads as follows. Uh, I went too far back, I'm sorry. There it is. In the absence of provisions in the Constitution, bylaws, and policy manual, all procedures of FCB shall be governed by the latest revision of Robert's Rules of Order. We have a new subsection B of Article 11, which would read, all officers, members of board of directors, committee chairs, committee members, white cane bulletin editors, employee and employees and independent contractors of FCB must agree to and comply with the organization's conflict of interest policy as stated in the policy manual. The Constitution and Bylaws Committee recommends a due pass. We have a second by Paul Edwards. Is there any discussion? There being none, all those in favor? Aye. Opposed? The Constitution stands as amended. Thank you. Uh, employment. Do we have a report from our Employment Committee Chair? No, sir? Or yes, sir? No, sir. Okay. Uh, let me ask, is 
let's go to convention committee. We're going to have a report from Ms. Benjamin, our wonderful convention coordinator, and Mr. Wiseman, our hotel coordinator. They both love the microphone, so they're going to charm you for the next few minutes. Mikey's here. Sally, are you here? You're going to report? I'm sorry, I was taking a nap. <laughs> um, first of all, I'd like to say thank you, thank you, thank you to the host committee, the uh, uh, Jacksonville Council of the Blind and Clay Council of the Blind. Um, you did a great job in the hospitality suite. I went in there yesterday, which is something I almost never do, and was able to eat lunch, and um, that was great. It was really good. Um, they worked very hard at getting all that together and getting stuff for the bags, and um, we really appreciate it. Um, as far as attendance, um, I may be off by a few numbers because we added some people on site, and I may have miscounted. But as far as I can tell, we had about 150 members attend. <clears throat> well, and some were not members. Um, and... We had um, 25 vendors, which was really great. Thank you, Wanda. <clears throat> and I just want to thank everybody who bought the three-meal package. Um, you know, I know people look at $35 a meal as kind of a lot of money. And, yes, it, it kind of is. I mean, I'll admit that sometimes I'd love to eat for less. But if you go out to a restaurant and you buy even two drinks, you're going to spend that same amount. And to be able to have a meal already here for us, to me, was a blessing. And um, Jim Crott and Mike and I talked about whether to, you know, knock some off some of the cost if you bought three meals, and we decided to, and I think it was great. I think it, I hope that more people will participate in the the packages we offer because we try very very hard to think of our members and help you to save money. Um, I also want to say thank you to Mikey. Like Jim said, he has been very good about keeping me informed. Some things I didn't want to know, but um, most of the things were okay. Um, but he really, really does an excellent job of that. Um, Jim, thank you for all the support you've given me. I, I want to say another thing um, real quick about the online registration. I know that several of you had a problem with it. And I have been considering doing a conference call, if, if I'm still doing convention, and I may not be, but um, and trying to teach people how to maneuver that website. Because John Richards, who is a JAWS user, totally blind, he may, did at least three registrations himself to help people. And it's really, you guys, it's really not that difficult if you follow the directions. But I think if you're like me, sometimes you go to a website and you think, oh, my goodness, I can't get it to work. I just don't want to keep trying. 
And I know some of you did try, and, and I'm glad, and you got registered, and that was wonderful. But I want us to perfect that so it's easy, more people can do it. Because I will tell you, as a, a visually impaired person, it's easier to get the ones on the computer than the handwritten ones. And I also want to challenge our executive committee. Only two people on that committee registered online. The rest, the rest of them did hard copies. And, you know, we try to make it easy. Um, and you don't have to have a PayPal account. You can use a credit or a debit card, or you can mail a check. But anyway, um, I don't want to talk forever about this, but I do want to encourage you guys to, to try to learn that, those who have computers. Now, if you don't, I, that's fine. I understand that. But um, anyway, I just thank everybody for all the help you've given me. I thank you for helping me get around this weekend. It's um, been a challenge. It's been a humbling experience for me. Um, but the doctor basically said, if you can do your work from a wheelchair, you need to do it. He did not want me walking an extreme amount of time. And I appreciate everybody that's pushed me. David Brown came up behind me last night, and I did, all of a sudden I realized somebody was pushing me. And I was like, oh, thank you. I was so tired. But um, it, it has been a wonderful convention. And the last thing I want to say before Mikey says anything is we had awesome, awesome volunteers from um, the Jehovah's Witness. Okay. The Jehovah's Witnesses of Jacksonville, and you guys, they have taken on this challenge. We first had them in um, Las Vegas at the National Convention, and now they have been going around to state conventions and helping out. And I'm going to tell you, last night I said to Monique, I said, could you be here, have someone here at 6.30 in the morning today? She said, Sure. And she told me this morning that actually she had four more people that were willing to come if we had needed them. That is unheard of to get a volunteer out on a Sunday morning at 630. So what I'm telling you is we need to be very thankful for them. Um, anyway, that's all I have to say unless somebody has questions. Yes. See, I didn't need the gavel. I'm glad we found Thursday night's barbecue, I have to commend you guys. It was fabulous. It was social time. It was relaxed. If you weren't at the bus at 6 o'clock, you didn't get left behind. <laughs> And I hope that we continue that uh, process because I just thought it was a much better um, way to spend Thursday. Thank you. It was fun. Hold on one second. Okay. I have a, a young man here who wants to uh, say a thank you. Hold on one second. Yes, uh, my name is Chris Smith, and I'm with the Pensacola chapter. Um, we have a member in our party that um, doesn't have a wheelchair of her own, and she has breathing problems and things. We went to the desk, and they were fantastic. They they not only got her a wheelchair to use here, they allowed her to take this off property. 
and we were able to go across the river last night. Wow. So that's just awesome. That was Chris Smith from our Pensacola chapter, and I just want to thank Pensacola. Pensacola has had its share of growing pains, and we have six members of the Pensacola, Escambia County chapter here. And I think it's absolutely outstanding. Were you finished? Okay, Mikey, Mikey Wiseman is now going to take his turn. Good morning. Is everybody ready to go home? Me too. <laughs> Uh, folks, uh, I, I have to thank Sally. You know, hotel chair sits directly under the convention chair, um, and and without her instruction and sometimes her firm hand, <laughs> um, it, you know, th this could not happen. So so if I if I could just implore you to to give her one more round of applause. I have called her pick a time on the clock, and she has received a call from me. <laughs> and she'll answer, sometimes not happy, but she will answer. I, I also, I, for the, and you know what, while we're thanking people, I need to thank Mr. Benjamin for also relaying all my messages at ungodly hours to Miss Sally. So thank you, Mr. Benjamin. <laughs> um, we're, we're good, folks. I, I, am, I am one person, and, and I try to hear you all. Thank you for your patience and your understanding and flexibility. Life happens, and we all know that. Um, we are a very large group, so, you know, within, within the, the scope of that, I think we're, we're sitting real pretty. Um, I appreciate everybody's feedback. I appreciate persons who have identified areas for improvement, and that, that is what I am here for. Please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I think most of you know that I will stop mid-run wherever I'm going to listen to you and at least not, get, and if not, at least give you my word that I will circle back around to you and finish up, you know, whatever, whatever we need to talk about. And, um, and thank you for that. Thank you for being wonderful participants. The hotel has been absolutely enamored with you guys. Um, so, so give yourselves a round of applause, please. Yes, sir. I'm about to get there, right? Yep. Somebody has my notes, by the way, um, so you can check me on both times that I'll have this microphone. I don't know what table I left them on. Moving forward, uh, moving forward, um, we will have our board meeting at the International Palms Hotel in Orlando, Florida, on May. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Whoops, whoops, wrong. November 4th through the 6th of this year. Okay? And um, International Palms, I will post the exact address. Like I said, my notes are somewhere floating around there. And our next convention will be at the same venue as well. We have implemented a, a little strategy of doing the board meetings prior to conventions in order to work out and get in front of some of the kinks that can come up with working with, with such a, a special group of people. 
um, in order to allow the hotel to get a little bit of experience in a training wheels environment with the board um, with the board meeting. So for those of you attending this convention um, and and had a wonderful time who were not here at the board meeting, you can thank all the participants for the of the board meeting for getting here ahead of you and helping with the training and everything like that. Yeah. The dates for next year's convention are May 19th through the 21st. What? Don't you? What happened? What? 18th through the 21st, if you're counting, if, if you're looking at the, the Thursday. Yeah. So, uh, you know, please make note of it. The, the dates are, are solid. We, we are good. Um, I, I can hear some rumblings of adjustments, but these dates were publicized, Mr. President. <laughs> Room rates. That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I can answer that question as best as I can recollect, but I'm afraid to put it on the record in case I'm wrong. So do you want me to tell you what I think they are? I think that they are $85 a night. And, I, and that includes breakfast. Again. Um, It'll be a different venue. It'll be a different system. I don't know what we're in for yet, folks, but from, from my point of view, I, I honestly have to thank all of you for your flexibility and understanding, especially when it comes to these breakfast situations. Um, it, it's a lot for the hotel. It's a lot for me. Um, I have served many of you breakfast. I, I you know, Thank you for the accolades. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's a learning curve. But just so you know, for the next three conventions and three board meetings, I believe, yeah. We have breakfast included in our rate, okay? That was a directive that was given to me. Actually, it was a challenge that was given to me that um, in order to advocate um, for you guys, to encourage participation, we understand that sometimes dollars can be the primary obstacle to participation and attendance. And as hotel chair, I hope that you feel that I have done my best to remove some of those barricades for you. Um, I, uh, does anybody have any, quest any other questions for me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Ma 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 uh, ma Can you identify yourself? I, I can't see with the light behind. Okay. Who I, I did. Jack Jordan. Jack. Yes, sir. A couple of years ago, well, is it the same hotel where, where, where we were a couple of years ago that they changed names? It is not. Okay. Okay. Any other questions? Thank you so much. Before Mikey sits down and before Sally falls out of her wheelchair, I think we should entertain a motion since they've done such a wonderful job with this convention. I think we should, we should entertain a motion to have two conventions a year. What do you think? Sally, I'm retiring. 
Um, Mike Ulrich, are you in the room yet? Mike Ulrich? Are you here? No. Okay, we're going to skip fundraising. We'll come back to it. Um, we're going to go to employment. We passed employment. We didn't do membership. No membership report. She had a great seminar and she's done great with door prizes. How about a door prize? She, she thought she was going to get away with it. I warned her 10 minutes ago. I don't know why she's not up here ready to go. Uh, Sally and I have been talking about door prizes, and we've been talking about how we can best do it so that it works. So this year, I've been doing some different things to kind of see what's going to work and what's not going to work. I know what doesn't work, and that's calling out names in rooms and nobody's in it. So what I what I tried this year was to just kind of see, you know, some of the members and, and what meetings you went to. But as someone pointed out to me, what if you're working in the exhibit hall? And you don't get to go to a meeting. How can we make sure you are put in, put into the, um, in the hat? So, what I thought I might do because I know that the uh, agenda for this convention went up on the website. So I'm pretty sure that. Most of us who have computers have seen them. And so what I wanted to find out is, um, actually, I changed that. I want to know this. And um, one of the things that, that I noticed is that we're, we're missing a lot of stuff. So one person, if you can tell me, and I want to stand in the middle of this room because I want to make sure I see the person and if you say it first, I need you to make sure you stand up so I can find you. <laughs> Where does your documents such as your secretary reports and your archives? Archi no, <laughs> your secretary reports. And your bylaws and constitution go. Who said it first? Who is I? Who is I do? Okay. All right. So who? Sheila said it, and actually, she did. That's, just, that's okay, I saw her. <laughs> okay, so, and the reason why I did that is because a lot of times we've been sending stuff and we're wondering why our stuff isn't put in. This helps you to remember where it goes. Thank you. Mr. President?
All right. Thank you very much, Cassandra. I'm sorry you didn't uh, hear my answer to the question and call my name. I will get even, though. I, I will get even. A Bahama Breeze gift card. Thank you. Enjoy. I'll go with you to Bahama Breeze. Sally, do we have a project inside report? Project inside? No, if you don't have one, we'll, no. Publicity and publications. Do we have a report? Okay. Miss Benjamin with publicity and public relations. I don't have a whole lot to say, but one of the things I do want to say is um, thank you to Greg. He has been wonderful to work with, and he is very um, quick to uh, be able to catch on to things, and I really appreciate it. It makes my part of putting the White Cane Bulletin much yes. better. And also the other thing I want to say is that um, if you have suggestions for things you'd like to go on the website or anything, uh, just let us know. I don't know who will be chair of the committee um, after I'm gone, whether I'll continue or not, but um, that is an important thing, is our website. And when you send something to the website, please, please, please make it ready to go because what happens is sometimes I get things in funny fonts, funny formats, as close as you can, really helps me. And for heaven's sakes, please do not put parentheses in things, make the document so it's ready, like you want it to go on the website, because it, the, first of all, the webmaster won't deal with it. Second of all, I have to figure out what you're trying to say. And whoever is going to do that next, it, you know, it'd be really nice if it was easy but um, that's really all I have to report. We, I think the White Cane Bulletin is, we have over 200 people receiving it by email now, um, which is a good thing. Um, if you are not receiving it by email or any format, please let us know. Um, I know several people are not receiving the Braille Forum, and the reason for that is... We were locked out of the national database for a month, over a month, and I could not enter anything into the national database. But now I can, and I will go in there and update those who are not getting it, should start getting it fairly soon. So um, that's really all I have to say. Only because the last time I told him to stand up and rise because a judge was in the room, he didn't accept my challenge and stand up. Um, I won't tell you what room we were in when I made that pronouncement, but I will tell him to stand up and take a round of applause as our new White Cane Bulletin editor, Greg Lindbergh. Thank you. We, uh, we are really pleased that we have such an excited and invigorated uh, White Cane Bulletin editor. He's doing a great job. We're blessed. Thank you. Um, 
Is our resolutions chair ready? Or do you want to do what? Okay, hold on a second. Did, did resolutions say they were ready? Okay, we're going to do public education first. I'm just getting you on target here. Public education, Ms. Debbie Grubb. Well, thank you very much. She has no report, but she ran an ex extremely great legislative seminar program uh, Friday afternoon, and I thank you for that. Okay, I can. Wait, you have something for Debbie Grubb? I just want to give a, a real big, big thanks to Debbie Grubb. Dan and I go every, pretty much every year to legislative. The very first year we walked with Debbie and Paul, and it's, it was a very, very good experience. If you guys have not done it, it's, I really, really commend that you do it. You know, get on board. It's a really good experience. I'm not a very good public speaker. I fundraise, <laughs> but I love fundraising. But it was very interesting to learn. I've learned a lot from my husband, Dan Spoon. I've learned from Paul Edwards and Debbie Grubb. She does a great job, guys. She does 29 appointments. This lady does 29 appointments for all of us. I want to give her a round of applause for that. That is a Thank you. Task. Thank you, Debbie. We love you. Thank you very much, Leslie. You are a great public speaker and an even better fundraiser. Thank you, everybody. It's my distinct privilege to recognize my predecessor in crime, Mr. Paul Edwards, as the resolutions chairman. Putting down the white cane I still have. I, I am notorious for losing white canes, you guys. It's a, I think there is, a, there, there is a whole country in Africa that is populated by my white canes. There's a trail off the this room. That's right. So um, uh, the, the good news is we'll try to get through these quickly. Uh, the bad news, if people think it's bad news, I don't is we have eight resolutions. Thank you. Have a nice nap. Um, One of which is very long. That's right. <laughs> Resolution 2016-01, which deals with the uh, issue of accreditation, and it actually is pretty long. So, whereas the Florida Council of the Blind has long been interested in collaborating with those who deliver quality services to people who are blind or have low vision, that assure that the training provided is effective, comprehensive, and based on best practices in the field of blindness. And whereas, one of the ways that the quality of services delivered by agencies serving people who are blind can be evaluated is through the self-study process that is a part of the accreditation process offered by the National Accreditation Council for agencies serving the blind and visually impaired and whereas each of the community rehabilitation programs in Florida either engages in or expects to begin the process of accreditation, and whereas consumers, former and current clients, and collateral agencies are all a part of the self-study 
that takes a snapshot of the service delivery that allows the agency to consider changing its approach to improve how it serves people who are blind or have low vision. And whereas, once the self-study is completed, a site visit is conducted by experts in the field of blindness who provide each agency with commendations where the program is doing particularly well and recommendations where ways to improve exist, which strengthens agencies' ability to implement optimal programs and services. And whereas an inherent part of each site visit is consultation with current and former clients and other consumers, now therefore be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind and Convention Assembled at the Lexington Hotel and Conference Center in Jacksonville, Florida, on this, the 15th day of May 2016, that this organization endorses the current accreditation process whose standards are blindness-specific, and be it further resolved that this organization convenes the Division of Blind Services for insisting that accreditation must remain a core component of service excellence in Florida. The Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. Doug Hall seconded. Discussion? Hearing none? All the, oh, sorry, there's a hand up. I don't know who's running Max. I don't either. Must what? be Cassandra. She is. This is Linda Jones. Paul Edwards. Go. Yes, Miss Linda. <laughs> um, I commend the Resolutions Committee for wanting some kind of accreditation for the agencies within the state of Florida. I will say that more than once, NAC has given accreditation to agencies that did not meet the appropriate standards in which you stated at the beginning of the resolution. I just, I just want to go on record. Thank you. All right. Other issues? All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed? All right. One down, seven to go. And that was the longest one. So resolution 1602, and this resolution uh, relates to Internet regulations. Whereas in 2010, the Department of Justice issued an NPRM, Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, which explored issues surrounding, among other things, what entities doing business online must do to make their web pages accessible to people with disabilities. And whereas almost six years have passed since the Department of Justice uh, collected the comments they said were needed to make decisions on how to amend the regulations covering Title III of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And whereas Failure to act in this and other areas for this length of time constitutes an unconscionable derogation of the duty to enforce the law that resides with the Department of Justice. And whereas the Department of Justice now indicates that they will not issue new regulations till 2017, now therefore, be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind and Convention assembled 
at the Lexington Hotel and Conference Center in Jacksonville, Florida, on this, the 15th day of May 2016, that this organization categorically rejects all the arguments put forward by the Department of Justice that purport to justify the lengthy delay implementing new regulations. And be it further resolved that this organization reiterates the position taken by the American Council of the Blind in that NPRM that suggested that it is high time to go beyond the piecemeal approach that's been taken to giving more inclusion in our society to people who are blind or have low vision. And be it further resolved that the Florida Council of the Blind believes that the Americans with Disabilities Act is a civil rights act and at its heart asserts that people with disabilities have the right to be as fully included in our society as individuals who are not disabled. And be it further resolved that this organization supports our parent organization, the American Council of the Blind, in its effort to take such steps as it deems appropriate to demand equality of access to electronic information and online shopping so that people who are blind have the opportunity to fully take advantage of online resources which are currently inaccessible. The Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. Mike seconds. Uh, Any discussion? Well, I can change that if that's the case. Yeah, 2017 was the thing, but I, I, I certainly would regard that as friendly, Dan. <clears throat> Other discussion? Um, all in favor signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed. All right. We're on a roll here. Um, resolution... Um, 1603, equal pay for equal positions. Whereas for the past several years, counselors employed by the Division of Blind Services, DBS, and those employed by the Division of Vocational Rehabilitation, DVR, have been paid at different rates and with different base salaries. And whereas those working for the general VR agency earn significantly more than their Division of Blind Services counterparts, and whereas the low pay for DBS counselors leads to a high rate of turnover and makes retention of DBS counselors difficult, and whereas counseling positions require the same training and qualifications. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind and Convention assembled on this, the 15th day of May 2016 at the Lexington Hotel and Conference Center in Jacksonville, Florida, that this organization urges the Commissioner of Education and the Director of the Division of Blind Services to take immediate steps to limit the disparity between wage bases and rates 
of the two organizations. And be it further resolved that reclassification of DBS positions or the synchronization of rates and bases for the two organizations should be considered as possible approaches to ameliorating the situation. And be it further resolved that this organization expresses its belief that positions requiring the same training and experience must be compensated at comparable rates with rates for advancement being comparable as well. And the Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. All right. Um, seconded by 242 people. Well, give or take one. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, um, Sheila Young. <laughs> Okay. Paul Kurtz. Thank you, Paul. Um, discussion? Yes. Who said Paul? Hold on one second. Sorry? In your wording, I have a question. Go ahead. Mike's coming. Thank you. Uh, you say arriving. Um, the counselors in the two organizations, are they organizations or agencies in the um, I, I, I'd be glad to change it to agencies. It's not okay. a deal. Thank you. Regarded as friendly. Sure. All right. So um, I will do that. Okay. Hold on. I'm coming to you. Yep. Okay. Real, qu real quick comment, Paul. And you've already thought of this, and I still agree with the uh, resolution, but that may be an excuse for the legislature and others to try and further cut positions. They say, oh, you want to raise these salaries? We only have so much money. So fine, we raise the salaries and knock off four more positions. So, um, you know, since I think you're still on rehab council and all that, you know, just keep your eyes on, open as this flies forward because yeah. that could happen. Thank um, you. Th there's a long history um, that, that isn't a part of this resolution that suggests that that, that, that isn't the problem that we need to worry about. Um, I think, but, but, I, but I will nevertheless um, ask Mikey Wiseman, who represents us, um, and Pat Leposky, who's also on the council, um, to, to listen to your advice. I'm just their mascot now. And Charles Brooks, I'm sorry, Charles, please forgive me. Um, That's what he gets for being late yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> So, n nevertheless, all of these guys, all of these guys will, will, will take your advice to heart, Paul, and thank you. Is, are there other issues? Hearing none, all, this, all those in favor of the resolution signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed? Oh, okay. Very good. So it is not unanimous. Resolution 1604. Do, 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 do. Um, voting accessibility. Whereas since 2001, the Florida Council of the Blind has worked to create opportunities for people who are blind or have low vision throughout Florida to vote privately and independently. And whereas since 2007, many counties have continued to use machines to record the votes of people with disabilities which were declared inappropriate 
for voters who do not, um, oh sorry, for all other Florida voters. And whereas during the past years, two new machines, past year, two new machines have been certified for use by people with disabilities, which are more accessible and more easily integrated into county voting systems. And whereas these machines have only been certified for use by people with disabilities because of a technicality in the current legislation in force in Florida. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind and Convention assembled on this, the 15th day of May 2016 at the Lexington Hotel and Conference Center in Jacksonville, Florida, that this organization urges all counties to ignore the extension to 2020 that allows them to use the old machines for which spare parts are no longer available and urges such counties to immediately acquire new and more usable devices. And be it further resolved that this organization urges election supervisors, the state legislator, legislature, voting machine vendors, and the State Department of Elections to work together to assure that legislation changes so that these new machines can be used by all voters, whether such voters have disabilities or do not. And be it further resolved that the leadership of all chapters of the Florida Council of the Blind are hereby instructed to work diligently to provide such support as may be deemed appropriate to forward the interests of this resolution and affect the change in Florida law. The Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. Second, Doug. Doug seconds. So the Access Committee is on my side. <laughs> Got my back, he says. All right, Doug Hall. Is there any discussion? Friendly amendment. Sir. Change Department of Elections to Division of Elections. Thank you. Somebody needs to remember all this stuff because... I'm not changing it immediately here. Uh, yes, Nancy. Um, wait, wait for the mic. Wait for the mic. Wait for the mic. Um, request, um, especially this one where you're asking support of the members. Um, can this... Um, go out on FCBL or Listserv or the White Cane Bulletin so we I, I have copies? I don't see why not. Um, I will do a little bit of cleanup and try to, try to get information from someone today um, as to what the few amendments are in case I've forgotten any. Um, and then um, I will have them out to our secretary before the afternoon's over. Thank you. I just think that, that that way we can get copies and send it to the appropriate people. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I can send them to you, actually, Greg, as long as they've been adopted. Um, and and they, they have been. I'll send them to you, man. Okay, thanks. So, Resolution 2016-05, um, House Bill 7000. Oh, sorry. Yep. Oh, thank you very much. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get to sit down, you know, I'm an old man now. So all those in favor of resolution sixteen oh four, which relates to voting access, signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed? No. no. Oh my goodness. It is again not unanimous. <clears throat>
<laughs> resolution 1605, and this resolution relates to House Bill 7003. Whereas last year the legislature of Florida passed House Bill 7003, which was signed by the governor, which significantly expanded opportunities for employment in state agencies for people with disabilities. And whereas, as a result of this legislation, many committees and task forces have been created to work for its implementation. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind and Convention assembled on this, the 15th day of May 2016, at the Lexington Hotel and Conference Center in Jacksonville, Florida, that this organization applauds the legislature for its initiative and wishes to assert the following. One, a substantial number of potential jobs are not open to people who are blind because the software being used by many agencies is not accessible to people who are blind or have low vision. Two, many elements of the Florida government's website remain inaccessible, which represents an ongoing barrier to their potential full inclusion as employees at the state level. Three, there remains substantial ignorance in hiring departments of the capabilities of people who are blind or have low vision. Four, merely including numbers and saying that people with disabilities are included is one small step which should be followed by the creation of consequences for those agencies who do not actually hire people who are blind or have low vision. And be it further resolved that the leadership of the Florida Council of the Blind are hereby instructed to use the above assertions to work with elements of state government to promote turning the promise of this legislation into the reality of jobs for people who are blind in Florida. And the resolutions committee recommends that you pass. <laughs> Sheila Young's actually seconds this one. Sir. Where I, in the first, now therefore, clause where it says. Well, let, since, since I'm not clear about what you mean, let me see if I can get there real fast. Sorry, folks, let's try to get this right, you know. Do, 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 do. Uh, you, you'd be glad, glad I'm not singing, just humming. So this organization applauds the legislature for its initiative and wishes to assert the following. So which one? Do you, you know? Uh, is that the one before there? Yeah. No, then it's the paragraph oh, above that. Above it? Well, there isn't. That's the no, first. It's, it's in the wherever. Oh. I'm sorry. You should be. Um, hold on, guys. So, um, so where, the last whereas, whereas a result of this legislation, many committees and task forces have been created to work for its implementation? No? Okay. Um, are are folk, folks comfortable with allowing the president to mess with our resolutions? Yes. One, one, one. 
Yes, we are. Um, so, question, uh, does question, Shelley? I don't know if we need this or not. Um, and don't everybody shoot arrows at me for this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got my bow. Do we need the word qualified in there? What? Do we need the word qualified? Um, People with disqualified um, individuals? With- well, I, I guess I assumed it. I mean, I... I, I I, I don't. I don't like to give people that kind of let off when I'm writing a resolution I know. because I, my I, assumption I, is that, that anybody who's going to be applying for a job is qualified, or they're not going to get the job anyway. Okay, um, I'm just. But, I'm just asking. I know the rehab act says qualified, so I'm just. Well, throwing it out there. I'm not going to vote against it. I'm just friend. throwing it out. Uh, I, I wouldn't regard that as a friendly amendment. However, let me assure you that you absolutely have the right to request that the resolution be amended to include the word qualified, and we can vote on it. So would you like to do that? No? No, it's not. Okay. So is that a friendly amendment? All right. All those in favor of this resolution signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed? All right. Let us move on to 06. We're getting there, guys. We've got three more to go. These are actually a little shorter. Well, aside from the seven-page one. Resolution 2016-06, volunteers. Whereas there are many times when, it con- when attending a convention of people who are blind or have lay vision, when attending a convention of people who are blind or have low vision, where extra assistance can make the difference between a stressful event and a great time, and whereas volunteers can make a huge difference in how well attendees are able to enjoy all the events, now therefore be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind in convention assembled at the Lexington Hotel and Conference Center in Jacksonville, Florida, on this the 15th day of May 2016, that this organization wishes to particularly commend the Jehovah's Witnesses from various kingdom halls in Jacksonville who did an awesome job helping our members fully participate in our convention. Without their assistance, our convention would not have been nearly as smooth and effective as it was. And be it further resolved that there were many volunteers who spent countless hours helping our members get from place to place and uh, and in other ways, and their participation went far above what is usually seen at our convention. This convention wishes to ask the organizations of these volunteers to forward our resolution to all of those who helped so they will know just how much we appreciated all that they did. The, the Resolutions Committee recommends a due pass. Seconded by Mikey Wiseman. Seconded by, Mike, by Mikey Wiseman. Uh, is there a discussion? Excellent drafted resolution from your president. There you go. Thank, good, good job, Mr. President. Um, resolution 7. Oh, no. All those in favor signify by saying aye and applauding. You guys don't follow instructions. Okay. Those opposed? 
Uh, another one that's not unanimous. Oh, well. <clears throat> Hotel thanks. Whereas having more than 200 blind people suddenly arrive at a hotel with a host of special needs has the potential of being a daunting experience for the management and staff of a hotel. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind in convention assembled at the Lexington Hotel and Conference Center in Jacksonville, Florida, on this, the 15th day of May 2016. Hold on, I put 2015, and I don't really want to do that. that this organization wishes to express our deep appreciation to the management and staff of this hotel who went far beyond what might be normally expected of them to make our convention a success. And be it further resolved that this organization wishes to request that the management of this hotel distribute this resolution to all staff who work so hard to make our stay comfortable and be it further resolved that by this resolution, we want the whole staff to know just how important their contribution was to the success of our event. Who? Mikey Wiseman again. He's, he's such an attention hog. <laughs> That's right. He says he learned it from watching me. Is there any discussion? Let's call the question. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All right. Um, Let me save this. So we are now going to the last resolution. Are we excited? All right. We are loading it as we speak. Florida Council of the Blind 2016-08. Host chapter thanks. Whereas there are a huge number of logistical steps that go into making a state convention of the Florida Council of the Blind a success, and whereas many tasks must be done at the local level if a convention is to be successful, now therefore be it resolved by the Florida Council of the Blind and Convention assembled at the Lexington Hotel and Conference Center in Jacksonville, Florida on this the 15th day of May 2016, that this organization which is to express our deep appreciation to the Jacksonville and Clay chapters of the Florida Council of the Blind for all their efforts. And in particular, for their hard work with the hospitality suite. We hereby request that the chapters share with their members our deep appreciation for all their work and effort. And the resolutions committee recommends a due pass. All right. Got it. Yeah, you don't let Mikey get in the way. Yeah. All right. Is there discussion? No. All right. I am calling the question. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Those opposed? No. All right. Thank you, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Give him a hand. He does a great job. 
I'm, I'm going to deviate from our, con our uh, committee reports, which are almost finished. We need to pick up the pace. We're running a little bit behind, just a little bit. But we're going to hear from Mikey Wiseman, who is Florida Council of Blinds designated representative on the Division of Blind Services for Florida Rehab Council. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, thank you all for letting me represent you as the Florida Council of the Blind on the Florida Council of Rehabilitation for the Blind um, Council. <laughs> Uh, it's real easy to give this report after resolutions. As many of you heard, there were a lot of dealings with DBS, um, House Bill 7033. These are all um, have been late discussions in within the Rehab Council, um, and I think it's all self-explanatory how they tie in. One brief note to you guys as, a, as the advocate organization, consumer organization that I represent on the council, I will be reaching out to you individually um, when we are meeting in your area in order to um, encourage participation in the public forum that is provided by the FRCB. That is for persons who would like to share experiences, concerns, questions, um, accolades for the Division of Blind Services to come and be heard by the council. Um, so please, um, when I do reach out to you, uh, you know, we, we will work together. And if anybody, any affiliates, um, have anything that would like uh, for me to bring up from the Florida Council of the Blind to the Council, please reach out to me uh, via email, preferably by email, um, or by phone, um, and that concludes my report. Any questions? Thank you. Oh, yes, yes. Jack Jordan? Thank you. Do you know in the next meeting of the Rehab Council, do you know when it will be in Orlando? I absolutely do. It's in the Fort Myers area, so southwest Florida, heads up. Um, it is happening the last week of July. I believe the exact dates are the... Central Florida. When's uh, Oh, in Central Florida? Orlando. Oh, we were just there, my friend. Um, a couple, uh, la, we're not there for a while. You said December. <laughs> okay. I will let you know. Anybody else? Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good we are moving along. We have two committee reports left. We're going to return to the fundraising committee, and we're going to ask Dan Spoon and his colleague in crime, Mike Ulrich, to come to the podium. We're talking from their seat. Can everybody hear me? Okay. Um, before I get started here, I've got three reports to give, hopefully fast ones. Uh, blind fishing tournament, uh, uh, blind bunny ball drop, the helicopter drop ball drop. Can you hear me now? Okay. All right. Uh, like I said, i got three reports to give, the blind fishing tournament, the uh, blind bunny ball drop, which was the helicopter drop ball drop, and uh, the 2016 raffle. Before I do this, I'd like to take a couple, uh, one minute here, and uh, I got to tell you, when I first joined this organization, it was trial by fire. I became president of a chapter really quick. I didn't know nothing about nothing, and uh, the one that uh, she 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 uh, she told me you know, any questions I had, she answered, and there were a lot of them. I I, I probably called her, I can't tell you how many times. I can't tell you how many times she 
talked me off the ledge, all right? Uh, because <laughs> it can be overwhelming when you're president of a chapter. I'm sure you all know. But I just want to give my personal thanks to Sally Benjamin. Thank you, Sally. Thank you. And, and Mike, this is Dan. We just we have to keep them keep them really moving because we're uh, okay. we're pressed on time. Just, okay. Just All give right. you a heads up. All right, uh, we're going to come up with the blind or the blind fishing tournament, and Eric's going to read off uh, the numbers to you. Here you got them in your pocket. Oh, jeez. Okay, the uh, numbers for the fishing tournament: the there were five thousand three hundred eighty-one dollars brought in. $1,971.90 in total debits and expenses, giving a total profit of $3,409.10. All right, plus uh, we had uh, originally budgeted $2,000 and we didn't touch any of that. So theoretically, it brought in what, about five grand. So that's pretty good. We had 23 blind anglers fishing on 23 boats uh, uh, provided by 23 uh, local down in Cape Coral uh, volunteer boat captains. Uh, we gave each captain a $25 gift card. Um, uh, we had the pre-tournament party. We gave out free coffee and donuts the morning of when we assembled the teams. Each team got 50 uh, live shrimp for free to fish with. And uh, uh, it was a good day. Everybody had fun. People, I can tell you, this tournament is growing. It's really nice. This is something to really be proud of. And uh, I would like to uh, uh, move that uh, uh, we hold this tournament again in uh, 2017. And I believe it's been budgeted. So uh, they, you're, all the fundraisers are budgeted and approved. Mike. Okay. So we're in good shape. All right. So I don't need to get approval on this? No. Okay, all right. Next, I'll go with the uh, Blind Bunny Ball Drop. Uh, I'm going to have Eric read some numbers on that to you. The total credits were $3,957.25, debits $1,746.90, and total profits were $2,210.35. Okay, uh, we still have about $200 coming out of that profit to, uh, for uh, shipping the balls, uh, round trip. All right, um, this thing went off pretty good, and I'm, people, I know that website was terrible, all right? And I apologize, but, um, you know, it was a template. And uh, let me just say that um, we are now working on a much, much better website because uh, I would like to do this thing again in uh, – um, 2017, okay? We're working on a date. We're thinking we'd like to move it to the fall because I think it would be better. But, uh, you know, chapters, you guys will have about three months to sell balls, all right? And uh, we're working on a way that you guys can sell them uh, out in the public, you know, set up a table and sell balls. You'll probably have to call me with the information so I can put it on the website. For those of you who don't have uh, Internet, we're really trying to make this thing pop. It's got a, a lot of potential to make a lot of money for FCB and the chapters, okay? Um, and I got to tell you what, it's the first time I ever rented a hel helicopter, you know? 
Maybe next year they'll let me go up in it. Um, I believe that's all I have to report on that. Um, no. You want me to fly it? <laughs> all right, let's go with the, uh, uh, the uh, 2016 FCB raffle. All right, um, I've got those numbers. Uh, Eric, you want to hold this? And bear with me, I got numbers on my recorder here. Uh, I know y'all want to get out of here. All right, uh, the raffle we brought, we brought in uh, 3118, 3118, yeah. Uh, total monies brought in, that's uh, ticket sales, okay? And we uh, um, we had roughly twenty four forty six uh, in uh, uh, expenses and whatnots. Now these numbers are rough, um, uh, but hang on, let me continue here. So that's a, a rough profit of six seventy two. But there are expenses like my uh, my room, et cetera, et cetera. I think that might be coming out of that budget. Um, but here's the thing, uh, for next year's raffle, I need to implore all the chapters, um, I need to know the, the, your, when you come up and turn in your tickets next year, all right, at convention, I need to know your chapter name, I need to know the total number of ticket stubs, sold ticket stubs that you're handing over to me, okay? I need to know your check number and the amount. I didn't get very many uh, sold ticket stub counts, and that played a bit of havoc for me because I was trying to put together a very nice report, which I couldn't do, and I was up quite early this morning racking my brains out. Um, also, um, you know, we ordered 14,000 tickets. Uh, we distributed uh, all but 50 tickets, so that's pretty good. But, you know, I, don't, I think our ticket sold count was... A lot lower than, than than last year, so I ask you all for the mid year in November when you come to pick up your tickets. Before you do that, you go back to your chapters. You have a powwow and seriously consider how many tickets you're actually going to sell. All right, because um, it's important that if you're not going to sell that many tickets, we don't order that many. All right, even though we got an excellent deal by Tom Hansen on tickets, and I hope we can do it again. You know, either you know. Cut your ticket down or uh, sell all your tickets. All right? All um, right. That's fabulous. Thank you. All right. Sorry about that. What a great job by Mike. I mean, just him working on those two special fundraisers with the fishing tournament yeah, well, and the blind bunny ball drop. I think, I think I do. Yes. Go ahead. Paul. The winners. Oh. Okay. He's going to read it. Okay. We're going to read the winners. Okay, uh, is the mic on? Yeah. Okay, uh, first place, $1,000, Trista Guest. Second, Ricardo, $100, Ricardo. There's no last name, we got up. Giardino or something, I'm not sure, sorry. Uh, third, $100, Elizabeth Boyer. Hey. 
Fourth, $100, Eugene Botke. Fifth, $100, Evelyn Kelly. Sixth, $100, Sandy Frankoviak. And then there was a $50 cash, cash prize to Leslie and Dan Spoon. And $25, Monica Allen. That's it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Great job, Mike. All right. Real quickly, just so everybody, other fundraisers that took place this weekend, our silent auction. Thank you very much to Leslie and all of her volunteers, Michelle Reed, Missy DuBose, Arlene, and, um, excuse me, um, ooh, I forgot her name, but Claire, thank you, Leslie, and others who helped volunteer to, do, to pull off the silent auction. Guys, the silent auction is all about us. It's us contributing and us bidding. So give yourselves a big, big, big round of applause. We raised $2,069 last night, so thank you all very much. Next, uh, the, the sponsorships. Jim was kind to read off the sponsorship list earlier. We raised $2,650 for a convention sponsorship. So thank you very much to all our sponsors. The monthly monetary support program, we had five new people either increase their amounts or join for the first time this year. So it's going to bring our annualized total for FCB to a little over $5,200 a year. So thank you all, members of the MMS program. Right now, I want to go ahead and draw for our prizes for the MMS program. So the first is for all those. We had 20 members who participated in the program all year long. So we're going to give a $100 Target gift card to one lucky winner, and I'm going to have Sally read the ticket right now. Mary Ann Grignon. If somebody can deliver Mary Ann her $100 gift card. We'll be up here to get it in a few minutes. Okay. And next, we have an Amazon Echo for the five new people that, that upped their pledges for this year. And so we're going to draw a big winning ticket for that. I'm going to have Sally draw that out of our cooler here. Go ahead, Sally. Okay, big drum roll. Who wins the Amazon Echo, Sally? Ah, Jim Crod. Jim Crod! <laughs> All right, Jim, congratulations. Thank you very much. There's okay. your Amazon. Thank you. All right. Did we have Mary, oh, Mary in yet for her? She's coming up to give a report. Oh, she'll, we'll get her then. Okay. And one last thing, I just want to remind everybody, we've got our... Florida Hurricanes walk team, captained by Leslie with, with help from Jim. Uh, that team will be reaching out to all of us to pledge for the ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk. Again, 50% of all we pledge comes back with no money you know, reduced from it back to FCB. Last year we raised over $8,400 with a tremendous walk team. Thank you all so much for all your support. Our goal is 6000 for FCB for this year, so... When you, when you hear the call, please, please help and 
joined our Florida Hurricanes walk team. We finished first last year at the ACB convention, and we want to do it again. Thank you all so much for all your help with fundraising. Okay. I have to correct Dan on one statement he made. He said our goal is $6,000 for the Florida Hurricanes. We raised $8,400 for FCB and $8,400 for ACB last year. I'm asking all of you, when you see the post on the FCB list, because I'm going to post there, dig in, help Sheila, help the Florida Hurricanes, and let's make over last year's amount. Thank you. Yes? Can we get you a mic? Uh, fire tablet and a case and some memory and I just want to let everybody that that uh, purchased to take a know that we did draw a winner it was Elizabeth Helga from one of the Miami chapters so okay Elizabeth winner. what's her last name Helga is H that Helga <laughs> okay from Miami Metro okay no they're still here Thank you. Thank you for helping. All right. The, the next and last committee report that I'm aware of is technology. Jason, do you have a report? Are you going to pass? You're going to have a report. And I'm going to come to you. I know you all wanted to take a break, but we're not going to get out of here if we take oh. a break. And that's coming from somebody that really wanted a break about an hour and a half ago. So I promise don't think I'll make you're this out there suffering alone. I promise I'll make this very quick. And last but not least, um, we had a wonderful program yesterday on online banking. I want to thank everybody for a great attendance. And we had a wonderful speaker in our first half, Teresa Sheehan from Wells Fargo. And I just want to make a side note to let you know, she came here early and was in the last seminar that was in this room before ours. And she was very, very impressed on what she saw. She has never been to a convention for people who are blind and visually impaired, and she didn't know what to expect. And she was super excited on what she saw, and she says that for next year's convention, she would love to have Wells Fargo be a huge part in our convention. So give everybody a round of applause for making her so impressed. Could, Hang on. Could you do me a could you do me a favor, Jason, and yes. make sure you get her contact I information it, yes. to Dan Spoon? Right. And just also a quick note, I want to thank my committee for helping put on a wonderful program. Without them, the program wouldn't have been the success it was. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. You know, last year we had a very exciting uh, contest challenge. I wasn't supposed to call it a contest. Uh, a very exciting challenge. It came out of a, a, a little um, discussion, I think, around drinks or something. And it was a lot of fun. Um, one of our newer members and exciting leaders uh, coming to us from southwest Florida had a great idea. She sold it to the presidents at one of the president's meetings. And I'm pleased to let Marianne, Marianne Grignon report 
on the success and winners of our advocacy challenge. Right up here. You're coming fine. You're going to have to go around to the right or left. You're doing fine. Right over here. Marianne. You're doing good. There you go, Marianne. I got my hand down for you. There you go. I'm taking you to the podium. Got it. Good morning. Thank you, um, President Jim, for giving me um, a few minutes to talk a little bit about the challenge. I will read quickly. <laughs> um, first, I want to thank all the chapters that participated in the challenge. There were eight. Um, not bad. Um, if we do it again, we you know, hope for better participation. <clears throat> After hearing our keynote speaker last night, um, I want to thank... Um, I apologize. It's a sound check next door that okay. was scheduled. For I'll talk loud. I want to thank I want to thank um, Sarah Conrad for um, her most eloquent comments about advocacy. Percy, get down. <laughs> Sorry, she she spoke about advocacy in a way that really touched my heart and and really got to the heart, in fact, of advocacy of why advocacy is so vitally important. Jeez. <laughs> That's okay. There were a few motivations for why um, this was developed, the advocacy challenge was developed. Um, we called it Get in the Game. Boy. In my years of being a council member, first in Pennsylvania and now here in Florida, it has become evident to me that some that the concept of advocacy can be scary. And that's mostly, I think, because people just don't understand what's involved. So I believe that there's got to be a starting point. Sorry about my dog. Um, okay, this is really hard. I'm very sorry. That's okay. So I believe there's got to be a starting point. First, we have to make advocacy matter to each of us in our individual lives. Hence, the many challenges that were personal in nature, such as asking a server to read a menu or asking for the menu in accessible format, requesting your social security documents in accessible format that, in an accessible format that's that's um, works for you, um, etc. The next thing is to continue with momentum and to dem by demonstrating that taking the next step in advocacy isn't scary either. <clears throat> Hence the challenges like go to a public hearing, introduce yourself to or your chapter to a public official, and so on. We heard just yesterday during the discussion about elections how one of our members is interested in advocating for better um, election systems in her own county. I applaud her. And for me, I would do anything I could to help her develop a dialogue. Um, the challenge in its entirety was developed to flex your advocacy muscles. It's unreasonable to expect that anyone should begin their role as advocates by attending an ACB legislative seminar or walking into a Florida legislative office. Without practicing advocacy in your own county, town, or in your own day-to-day -day life. Advocacy 
works largely because when we advocate on whatever level and when we see success, it's a motivating thing. It revs up that engine. It's not a lot different than perhaps taking on a new fitness regimen where <clears throat> you start out and, and you're feeling all of a sudden less tired, your clothes are fitting better, and you're getting compliments. So what do you do? You continue because, well, it's working. It's not a lot different than playing a new musical instrument. First it sounds horrible, your family leaves whenever you're practicing, and then all of a sudden you're making pretty music. It just works. So like, the, like, like that, advocacy is a process. You certainly can't expect to be fit after just a couple of workouts or play an instrument in just a short time. It's a process. Okay, so I'm sorry I lost my place and my t total train of thought. The, the results are clear, though. Think of your own day-to-day -day life right now. M most of you are probably NSL, NLS patrons. A lot of you probably ride paratransit. Maybe you're a guide dog user and you're welcomed in public places. And all of these things occur and are possible in your day-to-day -day life because advocacy really works. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox because we're running out of time. <laughs> and I will announce the winners. Um, I'm gonna start with third place. In third place, okay, so the, the criteria for, for, the, for winning was, did you do all 15 challenges? And there were six chapters who did. And then so the second, the tie-breaking factor was what percentage of your members participated? So did at least one of the challenges. So in, we have three winners. Okay. Well, we have three. Okay, so we have three, three people who completed all the challenges and, and whatnot. Well, because my hand, I have to. I have, I have reasons. So anyway, we have three monetary winners. Jacksonville is um, Jacksonville had a 69% participation rate, fantastic. Greater Orlando had a 79, 70% uh, participation rate, and SWFCB had a 72% participation rate. All three chapters finished all 15 um, challenges, and all three will receive a $100 check. So no first, second, third place, just good participation. But I have one more chapter I want to mention. While Miami Beach did not, will not receive a $100 check, I personally want to mention them because they were the only chapter who wrote to me with the most amazing positive feedback. I think they deserve an applause. They, they, thought, it was, it, they thought it was informative. It brought their chapter together as a team and they recommend we do it again at some other time. So Miami Beach, you're awesome. Thank you all to, for, for participating. And please, those of you who didn't, talk to someone who did and see how they feel about advocacy now. Thank you. Charles Brooks, are you in the room? Yeah. Would you like to pick up your check? He said,
said no, he wants to donate it back. Uh, I apologize for the sound check next door. There are some things even Mikey can't control. All right, we're moving right along. We have very little to do, and then we'll do elections, and I'll send you all away. Um, I've lost my notes. Okay, is Joe in the room? I'm here. You're here. You're Joe? No, this is... Oh, you need to go see Marianne down there. Joe Minichella. Minichella? Minichella? Are you here? Come on back down. Joe's going to give us a very brief update on Newsline. Joe, are you here? Okay, Joe. You got to talk loud, Joe. You're coming. Right here, right here, right here. Come to my voice. Got a wheelchair there. Sorry about that. And the podium is right here. Okay, and you're Jim? Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, good morning, everyone. To the mic. <clears throat> yes, oh, I guess that was a little too close. No, that's not you. <laughs> okay. Um, I just, uh, first of all, want to say thank you for allowing us to take a few moments of your time to talk about new. Okay, to to talk about Newsline. We are uh, happy to be here. I have my partner in crime, my vice chair, Russell Davis, and we're just going to give you a brief update on Newsline. How many people use Newsline? Very good, but we'd like to hear more clapping next year. So you can sign up for Newsline, and Russell is going to tell you how to do that. We also have three ways to access Newsline. You can use the telephone by calling one 504 Seven three zero zero. You can access online by going to nfbnewslineonline.org, and of course we have the mobile app for iPhones in the App Store, NFB Newsline. And I'm going to let Russ tell you how you can contact him. He's going to be updating the Florida Newsline channel. I'll yes, the, the phone number is 866-504-7300. And I'm going to let Russ tell you, because he, he's going to uh, be handling the Florida Newsline channel for us. And any information the Florida Council of the Blind wants to pass along through Newsline, we're more than happy to have you. You have a page on the channel, and we encourage you to use it as much as possible. And here is Russell. 
I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Going to give the phone number just a minute. We'll do that. Repeat it. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well today. And thank you again for letting um, Joe and and me come out here and talk to y'all. Um, I've got a lot of good friends in the Florida Council, and it's great to have so many familiar fa faces here and see some good friends. Um, by the way, I've been here off and on since Thursday. You guys have put on an amazing convention, so give yourselves a round of applause for that. What I wanted to, hey, I've got band music behind me. That's awesome. Um, so if I'm Gladys Knight, is Joe the Pips? Is that what's going on here? Um, as Joe was telling you, and I'm, my, uh, my name is Russ Davis, and I will be updating the Florida Information Channel, which does have information um, about a whole host of various providers of services to the visually impaired in Florida, um, FCB being one of the primary sources of service to the blind in this state, and I know y'all are proud of that, and we're proud of y'all as well. Um, one of the ways that you can sign up for Newsline is by contacting me. Um, you can also call that toll-free number, which again was 866-504-7300. That number again, 866-504-7300. Um, that's to our national office, and they can route you back through if you need to. Um, mere moments ago, I took my personal email account and added a new email address to a few that I had available. So if you're taking notes and you want to send me an email and say, hey, Russ, sign me up, I'd be thrilled to do that if you're not a news Newsline subscriber. If you are a subscriber and you need your access code, your user ID, I'll help you with that as well. I made the world's biggest mistake last September of actually retiring. And when Joe found out that I had 10 minutes of free time, he decided to fill it. So um, that's one of the things I'll be doing is helping to coordinate new membership, existing membership, help out with those, and adding Florida information to the Newsline channel. You can actually email me, and it should be fairly easy, newsline at radiorusty.com. Um, I used my little Radio Rusty domain and this morning added Newsline to that. Um, so it's active and up and ready for email. So maybe tomorrow morning I'll have hundreds of new emails. My email, repeated again, is newsline at radio rusty, R A D I O R U S T Y dot com. Okay, already. Thank you all. And just for your information, I just gave the contact information to, I believe that's your secretary? That's our membership secretary. To, to your membership secretary. So she has your contact information. So she has our contact information if you want to get in touch with us through Newsline. I want to thank you for your time. I hope you've had a wonderful time in Jacksonville. And thank you for your time today. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. All right, I have two questions for you before we get to elections. Is there any old business? Hold on one second for me, Jim. You want to do a door prize? No, I don't. What's the name of the app again for the iPhone? For the NFB? What was that? The name of the app for the iPhone? The app. Newsline? The, the Newsline app? Yes. 
NFB Newsline. Thank you. Okay. Anything else? Do we have any old or unfinished business? Do we have any new business? Sheila, what can I do for you, dear? She's going to need the report, the mic for her next report anyway, so it's okay. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to call Mikey. Call Mikey wisely. Okay. <clears throat> Two things really quick, and I'm sure all of you can hear me. Um, the Braille Challenge winners for the National Braille Challenge, six of the 60 in the nation came from Florida. I have their names, and I will also make a request, of course. Logan from Orange County, one of my kids that we got when he was three years old is in the second grade. He's going. Max from Brevard is going. Annette from Broward is going. Kate from Sarasota is going. Taylor and Savannah from FSDB are going. So six of the finalists are from Florida. We should be very proud of that in our school system. <laughs> I know that we budgeted $500, which would give five of the kids $100 each. I would like to make a motion that we budget $600 and ask if they would each need $100. Do I have a second? It was in the the motion is to budget six. We've already budgeted 500. You want right. another 100? Yes, sir. And then contact, and I would be happy to try to contact these kids to find out if they need the money. If they don't need the money, we won't send it. So you want to amend the budget Yes, sir. Add a hundred dollars, additional yes, hundred dollars for the uh, Braille challenge. Yes, sir. All right, it's been seconded, moved and seconded. Is there any further discussion? What for this year or for next year? It's well, they go June eighteenth. So it's for this That's year's this budget. Year. You want a hundred dollars addition? Actually running, so you don't. <laughs> there we go, Joe. We, I mean, Jim. We had a vote to not have large budget uh, decisions made at the last minute in passion. We passed that. Now we and. All right. There's a motion on the floor in a second. William, your comments are noted. There you go. William, can you repeat what you said? That we voted as the, the assembly voted. I forget if it was one year ago or two years ago. 
And I was the one who spearheaded. It is why I remember that we will not have any last-minute, passionate ele- uh, votes to spend large amounts of money. And okay, your capital. comment is that we voted a couple of years ago not to have last-minute cash withdrawals motions, and that comment is noted. I don't think I can declare this motion out of order based upon the motion that was passed two years ago, William, but I am noting your objection. Any other comments? I will call the question. All those in favor? Opposed? Okay, the motion passes. Any other new business? Sheila, do you have the microphone? Sheila, the microphone. I can't hear you. I have spoken with Mikey Wiseman. He's working on the sound check now. I think next year we need to buy Cassandra roller skates. Um, For mid-year, I was informed last night by my cohort in crime here that we have to do Sunday morning for mid-year again. That was a joke. We'll talk about it. Uh Uh-huh. So my input to the board is please, 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 if you have an idea for a program, bring it to Cassandra or myself because we want to present something that you want to hear. So That's that just because the executive committee did such a great job last October. I know. Yeah. You want to compete. You ain't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want me to move into? Uh, I would like the nominating committee chair to give her report at this point if there's no more new business. No more new business. Let's have the nominating committee report. Can I stay right here and do it? You can stay right there and do it. Thank you. As long as you spit into the microphone. I will I will yell. <laughs> the nominating committee met Friday afternoon. The proposed slate of officers is as follows. President James Crott. First Vice President. Dan Spoon. Second Vice President Doug Hall. Recording Secretary Debbie Dryling. Treasurer Linda Jacobson. Membership Secretary Sally Benjamin. Immediate past President Paul Edwards. (laughs) Does that conclude your report? That is the proposed slate of officers. Yes, sir. Thank you for an excellent job as usual. Uh, I will turn the microphone over so that uh, my first vice president, Dan Spoon, can conduct the president election. Thank you, Mr. President. Yes. We have from the nominating committee. Yes. hold, Hold on. Let me speak. We have from the nominating committee. Please hold your comment. We let let me at least talk first, Jim, and then you can make your motion. All right, we have to we have to follow the procedure that's in the Constitution, Jim. I think I'm reading your mind, but let me make the go ahead through the. Okay, go ahead, Jim. I I I I need some help from the parliamentarian if we. 
Can, can Let's go ahead and do this officer by officer. Jim, thank you for that, but I think we'll go through officer by officer just so we make sure we, we follow the, the rules that are in the Constitution. Because it, it calls that we have to call for nominations three times and all that. So let us just go through the process. But thank you for your, your kind thoughts. Yes. And, and attempt to speed things along. Thank you. All right. For the office of president, we have nominated from the nominating committee Jim Crott. Do I hear any other nominations from the floor? A second time, do I hear any other nominations from the floor? Third and final time, do I hear any other nominations from the floor? I hear from Doug Hall, he moved that nominations be closed. Do I have a second? Charles Brooks seconded. All those in favor of Jim Crott being nominated by, elected by acclamation, please signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? We, we need to get it. We need to get a hold of that fellow over here in the front. <laughs> All right. Let me please introduce to you your newly elected president, Jim Crott. Is this is this I have a fool for a client or what? <laughs> uh, the only thing I want to do is thank my wife and my family for allowing me to serve you for another two years because it is a commitment of time and an imposition on my family and I appreciate their love and their unending support and loyalty. So give my family a applause. The nominating committee has suggested by its report that Dan Spoon uh, be reelected as first vice president. Do I hear any nominations from the floor for the office of first vice president? Do I hear any nominations from the floor for first vice president? Third and final time, do I hear any nominations from the floor for first vice president? Nominations have been moved to be seconded by Doug Hall. Uh, motion to uh, approve an elect by acclamation, um, Dan Spoon. All those in favor? Opposed? Thank you. Yes. Congratulations, Dan Spoon. You're uh, in this again, and we're and we're very grateful. You want to? Thank you all very much. Again, I want to echo Jim's thoughts. Uh, we could only do this with the support of our family, so thank you, Leslie. You couldn't give me a better first vice president. Thank you. The nominating committee has suggested a second vice president, Doug Hall, the greatest. I have any nominations from the floor for second vice president? Do I have any nominations from the floor for second vice president? Do I have third and final time any other nominations from the floor for second vice president? Motion has, it has been moved and seconded that nominations be closed and that Doug Hall be elected by acclamation. The 
Uh, all those in favor? Aye. Opposed? The nominating committee has suggested or recommended or demanded that we appoint and elect Linda Jacobson as our treasurer. Are there any nominations from the floor for treasurer? Are there any other nominations from the floor for treasurer? Third and final time, are there any nominations from the floor for treasurer? Doug has moved that they be closed. Was that Patricia Lepofsky? Leslie moved that they seconded. All those in favor? Opposed? Recording Secretary Debbie Dryley. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor the third and last time? Let Charles and Bill moved and seconded that nominations be closed and Debbie Dryley be elected by acclamation. All those in favor? Opposed. And last but not least, we have membership secretary. Yes, our own, Miss Sally Benjamin. Um, are there any other nominations from the floor for membership secretary? Are there any other nominations from the floor? Are there any other nominations from the floor the third and last time? Who is, was that Wanda? Sally Crair, and who seconded? Who's that? Okay. All those in favor? Opposed? As immediate past president, of course, we wouldn't even call the question because there's no one else to serve that can do as outstanding a job as Mr. Paul Edwards. So welcome to the executive committee again, Paul Edwards. Guys, are we ready to adjourn? All right, it's 11.30. I'm going to break for five minutes, and we're going to convene the post-convention board meeting. It will be brief. Do I have a motion to adjourn? Moved and seconded that we adjourn. Before we adjourn, I want to thank you all for what I think has been the best convention ever. And it's only been the best convention ever because you all made it that way. Thank you. We will be in session at 11.40. Thank you.
Just tuned into the stream. They're taking a five minute break and they will resume momentarily.
somebody gets unnominated. Who wants to nominate somebody for eighth category? <laughs> 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 well, he should have done it. All right, the sooner we get going, the sooner we can leave. I understand it's going to get loud in about 10 minutes, louder than it was at 11 o'clock. So let's take our seats and get ready to conduct the post-convention board meeting of the FCB. Hello. Take your seats or talk out in the hallway, please. I promise this will be brief. But it'll be briefer if people stop talking. All right? Sally, are you going to do a roll call for me? I'm right here. Broward? Clay? Greater Miami? Greater Orlando? Halifax? Jacksonville? Manatee? Miami Beach? Miami Metro? Palm Beach, Pinellas, uh, Pensacola, Sarasota, Southwest, Tallahassee, Tampa, Venice, uh, BRLF, CCTV, FCCLV, GDUF, RSBF, at-large members, President, Here. first vice president, Here. second vice president, Here. treasurer, here. Uh, membership secretary. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> immediate, <laughs> sorry, immediate past president. Here. That completes the roll call, Mr. President. Thank you very much. I do believe we have a quorum. Thank you. Uh, the first thing on the agenda is approval of the Post-convention board meeting minutes as presented. Thank you both for your motion and your second. Is there? Yes. Are there any discussion? All those in favor? All those opposed? There was a set of board minutes distributed for our October board meeting. Do I have a motion? Wanda gets a second. She, she, she cried the loudest. Uh, any discussion? All those in favor? All those opposed? 
Is there any new business to discuss at the post-convention board meeting? Is there any new business? Mr. Brooks, since you weren't late this time, I will recognize you. You need to have a microphone.